G'day, this is Mark Pesci, and welcome to Series 10 of This Week in Startups Australia. In Series 10, Twista has a singular focus. We're identifying and sharing the story of Australia's world-changing startups, the startups that when they go from zero to one, really do change the world. And not just the startups, but the founders, the investors. Australia is stepping up with some of our brightest sparks working hard to change the world. So come along the journey as we shine a bright light on another of Australia's world-changing startups. They come from fields as diverse as agriculture, housing, energy, and security. These startups at scale truly will change the world. Who's next on our list? Find out on this episode of This Week in Startups Australia. This Week in Startups Australia is sponsored by Zendesk. Zendesk helps startups build lasting customer experiences from the ground up with their Zendesk for Startups program. Learn more at zendesk.com slash twista. This Week in Startups Australia is also sponsored by Our Crowd. Our Crowd finds companies with the greatest growth potential and brings them to you. They believe in their deals and invest in them too. Join the fastest-growing venture capital investment community at ourcrowd.com slash Australia. This Week in Startups Australia is sponsored by User Testing. With User Testing, you'll understand it from your customer's perspective. Get real-time feedback real fast. Put yourself in your customer's shoes. Visit usertesting.com slash Twista for a free trial. User Testing. Real human insight. changing. It is quite a word. It's a lot to live up to. It means more than one thing. It could be a great scientific discovery. It could be an amazing technical breakthrough. It could be a radically new way of doing something we already do. This world-changing startup more or less falls into that category. If it works at scale, it will change the way we live. Now, before we take a deep dive into this world-changing startup, let's review the four metrics that we've already identified. Metric one, it's an idea that actually makes the world better. Metric two, it's within the realm of scientific and technical achievability. Metric three, it's economically rational. That means that there's a business model. And metric four, there's manageable execution risk. Now, that is the filter through which we are viewing all 10 of these world-changing startups. The sixth on this list is Tide. It's security, but it's security with a big twist. It's not your normal intrusion detection or anything like that. It changes the model completely. And in that change comes a new kind of security for your data, for your customer's data, for your organization. So let's start with some basics. What's the idea behind Tide and how does it make the world better? To answer this, we're putting the question to co-founder and CEO, Michael Lowy. Michael, welcome to Twista. Thanks very much. Appreciate you having me on the show. All right. So what is the core idea behind Tide? What are you doing and how does it make the world better? I think the first thing to, to touch on is 
the misunderstood nature of cyber risk. If I was to speak to most of my mates, their biggest fear is that someone will be able to access their internet history. And the reality is, is, is far more sinister. Um, today, it's, it's possible for someone to commit a fraud in your name and ruin your credit history forever. It's possible for someone to legally sell your house without you knowing about it, to empty your bank account. And that's before we even talk about how infrastructure like our energy grid or water system or hospitals are connected to the internet. And quite literally, lives, lives are at stake. The problem is the way that our digital world is secured is, is failing. In the first quarter of this year, probably the most damaging and sinister ransomware gang was revealed. They breached some of the biggest tech companies in the world. They stole the architecture of the new Samsung phone. They stole the, the blueprints for Nvidia's new graphics card. They breached Microsoft. There's, there's, a, there's, there's a host of, of massive, some of the biggest tech companies in the world. Now, turns out that this ransomware gang was led by a 16 year old. A 16 year old with no coding ability, no technology, they would offer money to executives inside of these organizations that had access and pay for it. And, and, held the, and, and there was nothing that these companies could do about it. So some of the most sensitive IP inside of the biggest, most well-resourced companies in the world was completely bypassed. Uh, the security was completely bypassed by a 16 year old. Um, and the, the, that's because today security is, is based on a, a almost like a patchwork, a patch on a patch on a patch as, as the internet grew. And we, we are applying concepts of securing things in the physical world to the digital world, where today, if, I, um, if, I hand, if I'm physically holding my medical record, it's mine. If I give it to my doctor and I leave the room, it's his or hers. You can't copy a house. You can't have someone use your house without you knowing about it. And you can't have let's say uh, a hacker in China walk through a thousand houses at once from the other side of the world. That's obviously something that is possible when you're talking about digital assets. Um, so Tide, Tide is a technology that enables a new way to govern access and authority over digital assets. So that, for example, I know that my medical record is only accessible to my care circle and equally from the other side, the medical center knows that only, only relevant staff under the right conditions can access that, that sensitive information. Equally, if they're breached, that all the sensitive stuff is not accessible. Um, and you might assume that those kind of controls exist today. They do. But the problem is those controls are controlled by the organization that needs to be controlled. So you have this, this situation of, of the fox guarding the hen house. Um, and, and clearly it's, it's not working today. Um, so Tide takes that control, that authority to access those sensitive digital assets outside of the organization. And instead of just handing that to some other company, Tide, which you now need to trust, that authority lives nowhere and everywhere. And by that, I mean Tide is a decentralized network. It's an infinitely scalable network of organizations that performs this service of managing that authority in a way that it's actually performed by a global network of organizations operating together as a consensus 
in a way that none of those organizations control the service and none of them pose a risk to that service. So it's the first ever emergence SaaS. Okay, I like that idea of an emergent SaaS. So if what you're saying is then rather than having one bad apple inside of an organization hand the keys to the kingdom over to a hacker, which is what we saw in these hack attacks you're talking earlier, if in fact I am walking around with my own keys for my own data, which my doctor also has keys to, but no one else, say, in the doctor's office has keys to, so that even if the doctor's office gets broken into, then my medical records stay safe, which is not the way things would be done now. That sounds magical to me. And again, the second of our questions here is technical and scientific achievability, and you're talking about consensus and all of this stuff. Tie that together. What actually is going on here? Why is this technically possible? And if it's technically possible, why haven't we already been doing it? Even if it was technically possible, I think that the one of the one of the biggest differences today is the concept of decentralization is something that that is now at the forefront. People understand decentralization to a degree. There are examples of decentralized networks doing things that are visible and, and, and making the news. So the concept of decentralization is more understood and and in a way, some decentralized networks have proved more resilient, more secure from a security perspective than anything that's not decentralized. So, so there are now examples in the wild that, that have kind of proven that as a concept, it can work. Um, now, the thing is, um, a traditional decentralized network, a blockchain, for example, it it's doing the opposite of what we're doing. So traditional blockchain is, is a shared source of truth. Everyone can see the same data. Everyone can see this, this shared ledger, this, this, this database. Everyone has a copy of that exact same database. We are using the concept of decentralization to hide a secret, but a secret that is managed by no one, a secret that's managed by no one that you need to trust. So we've kind of flipped that, that on its head. And, and what makes that possible is new, new cryptography that we've developed, new multi-party cryptography that enables sensitive processes like um, decrypting sensitive data or signing the authority to do something in, in a way that is that, that sensitive action or authentication, authenticating a user, that, that's performed in a way that there is not one server doing that, that task. It's a swarm of servers doing the task where no one server can pose a risk to that to that process. Each authority that lives in our decentralized cloud um, lives across a combination of 20 different servers. So if you imagine a health platform with a million customers, each customer's authority is actually split across a different combination of 20 nodes on this infinitely scalable network. Um, now, the way that um, consensus is reached by, let's say, a health platform needs access to your record under conditions that you have allowed. What happens is a that that authority, which actually is, lives in the form of a, a cryptographic key, split across these twenty nodes. Each of those nodes will receive the request from the health platform. Each checks that it's allowed to do what what has been asked, and it performs a small piece of a puzzle. Um, now that happens in a way where none of those nodes are actually talking to each other, unlike a traditional blockchain where where there's a it's very chatty. Um, so from a security perspective. Those nodes don't even know that the other other one is, is is part of this process or that is sharing that same authority. 
So, so it uses a different mechanism to, to achieve that consensus that is much more efficient and, and much more scalable than a traditional blockchain. Wow. Okay. All right. We're going to pause that there. And when we come back, we're going to understand the business model because Ty does have an unusual business model. You're listening to This Week in Startups Australia. We will be right back. The fastest growing companies have great products and great customer service. You build the great product and Zendesk will help you build great customer experiences that make your customers come back, just like Jason Calacanis. Jason has a very public obsession with amazing customer service and relies on Zendesk for his launch syndicate. Jason's limited partners use Zendesk to reach out to him about each of his deals. Zendesk also handles inbound inquiries from startups looking for investors. Zendesk helps Jason provide the customer service that he demands. Apply for the Zendesk for Startups program to get their industry-leading customer service software free for six months. You'll also get access to Zendesk's community of startup founders and partners, plus dedicated onboarding guidance and support. Zendesk has everything you need to deliver the amazing customer experiences that will make your product a success. To learn more about Zendesk for Startups, visit Zendesk.com Twista. Welcome back to This Week in Startups Australia. We're doing a deep dive into our sixth world-changing startup, Tide. Now, Michael, there's Tide, which is, I guess, a product, and we've talked about that product. There's Tide.org, which is the nonprofit corporation that holds the technology. How does all of this work in practice? I mean, is this a nonprofit organization developing technology? Is it a business making products for consumers? Your model is very different than your average startup. So, so it is, it is absolutely a, a business that underpins, underpins this technology. Um, and it's a, it's a commercial proposition. But it just so happens that the security of this product comes from the decentralized nature of it. So if, if, if we as a commercial entity who have a fiduciary duty to maximize profits were controlling the network, then it's not decentralized. And it's a, it's a glorified distributed network, which has exactly the same vulnerability that we're trying to overcome, which is the fact that no one can control the network. Um, so the... The purpose of, of the foundation, of Tide Foundation, Tide.org, is performing the same function that you would see with other decentralized networks, like the Ethereum Foundation, where the protocol itself is governed by a consortium of users of the technology, those, those operating the network in, in a way that there's no fear or favor. So there, there's, there's fairness, there's, there's equality of access, and there is no control, no one entity, no one organization that controls the, the technology so that when the service is being used, there's that certainty around that. Two competitors can absolutely use the same technology and it'll benefit both of them with no, no benefit to one over the other. Okay, so you've got Tide.org, but you have a business. So 
talk about then the business and the relationship of that business to Tide.org, which is also Tide, just to be clear, correct? Uh, actually, there's a, there's a separate corporate entity that has developed and, and, and is responsible for monetizing the IP, but it, it, that, that's, that's um, the, the name of that organization is, uh, is, is neither here nor there. Um, it's called Ziva, by the way. But um, the, the business model is, is very similar to any infrastructure as a service that you might use. So think about AWS or Azure or other cloud, cloud-based hosting services um, where you pay the service to perform a, a function for you, whether it's hosting your website or executing a payment transaction. Um, it's, so we, we wrap up the service so that it's a very straightforward SaaS-like subscription model based on the number of keys or, or, or authority, based on the amount of authority the network is managing on behalf of a particular organization. So, okay, so then if I have, for instance, lots of customers, I might need one key per customer account if I was trying to keep those safe, if it was medical data or if I had some set of um, databases inside. So the needs would be very specific to the kind of organization? In, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a typical kind of SaaS world, that would be considered the number of seats, um, you know, the number of seats or, or of users in, 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 in the platform. Now, it, it is true that there are actually multiple applications of the technology, a very horizontal technology. So, for example, that privacy protection, um, security Use case that we've been discussing is is kind of the let's say the primary one or the one that we've spent the most time on with 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 customers that we're working with, but there are there are alter, there are alternative um, applications of this decentralized authority as well. Like for example, we're working with um, Logitech. If you think about Logitech, the company that sells peripheral devices like you know your mouse, your keyboard, your webcam, everyone that has a Logitech device has a piece of software, a driver that controls that device. And what happens if someone was to slip malicious code into the driver? Everyone updates their driver, and suddenly there's hundreds of millions of machines in government departments, large enterprises around the world, with potentially operating this this malicious code. That's what's called a, a supply chain attack. A supply chain attack. Yeah. So, and 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 there have been some horrific examples, uh, Nvidia, SolarWinds, and others, where effectively what's happened is someone has stolen the key to be able to, or the authority, to be able to sign a software update so that everyone updates it thinking, yep, this is legit. Now, how, do you, how does a company that produces software that lives on hundreds of millions of machines protect itself from, from becoming the vehicle of a supply chain attack? So that's a great example of a software update, in this case, using Tide, this, to sign a software update with a key that nobody holds, not the IT manager, not the CEO, not a, not a vendor in the supply chain, not even the software that is uploading the, 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 the driver update. So there, there actually are different, different applications of, of using the identical technology, um, but very similar, similar kind of business model. Right. And I mean, the same thing would apply to any smartphone app because those are signed either by Google or Apple in the end. And again, you have to depend on Apple holding their master keys in very close concert if you don't want to get malware on your iOS devices or on your Android devices if you're using Google. So there's that same kind of problem there. All right, so you are now at the point where you have customers 
that you're making sales to of this system as you're talking about. Do you see the pattern of usage around this as a service being the kind of thing that will be well integrated across a very wide set of organizations, or is it going to have a much narrower focus? Our, our go-to-market strategy and, and, the, and the way that we are proliferating the technology is actually not with direct sales to individual enterprises. Um, we are more a technology that lives inside of the vendors that those large organizations or those any organization is using. So let's say tied in, inside of an identity and access management system introduces a whole realm of security and, and benefits to every organization that is then using that, that particular platform or tied inside of a CRM or tied inside of uh, an access control system for, in, in, for energy, energy networks. As Michael learns more about the business that he's in, that path could change, but there's a definite tick here for economic rationality. Now, what about execution risk? We'll hear about that when we return. You're listening to This Week in Startups Australia. As rising interest rates, inflation, and global complexity throw stock markets into turmoil, savvy investors are turning to alternative investments. Our crowd makes it easy for you to diversify your investments into a variety of expertly vetted high-growth private companies across stages, geography, and industries like biotech, cybersecurity, and renewable energy. Investments like these used to be reserved for elite institutional investors, but our crowd has helped sophisticated investors from over 90 countries invest in growing tech companies. Every month, our crowd vets hundreds of companies across the globe, then brings you a select few identified for their outsized growth potential. Our crowd backs these investments. They commit their own capital, and they leverage their relationships with multinational corporations and global investment leaders to help drive their portfolio companies' growth. Discover investment opportunities beyond the stock market. Join the fastest-growing venture capital investment community in the world at ourcrowd.com Australia. That's ourcrowd.com Australia. Individual results may vary. There's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Invest wisely. Welcome back to This Week in Startups Australia. We've identified the sixth of our world-changing startups, Tide. Security is a big field. It's a competitive field. It's a dangerous field because if you make one bad mistake, no client ever trusts you again. So what are the execution risks for Tide, Michael? What are the things that could be thrown up either in the market or in the product or in the world generally that could make it difficult for Tide to execute? I think the first execution risk for, for Tide is who's capitalizing us. So we have a number of VCs that are, that are chasing us, um, but it's, it's, it's not easy to find those that, especially in the deep tech space as, as, as we are, um, and you, you, don't, you don't fit into the traditional SaaS platform box, um, it's not easy to find more than smart money, let's say. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, universally, we have 
a huge amount of interest in, in the technology, in the opportunity, but most, most VCs like to put you in a box. So it's almost like, great, you, you've invented an anti-gravitational engine. Are you going to build an SUV or a taxi? So I can't, we, we build engines. Other people build cars. We supply the engines, but, but they, they, they like to, they like to kind of put you in a, in a box. Um, so it's, I, I think for us, making sure that we, we, we are backed by, um, those with that share our vision that, that are really, that see both the, the commercial upside and the impact that we have on the world, both sitting in, in, in that same place with that big vision, executing on the big vision is, will be really important for us. Um, going back to, I guess, your, your, your intro, you know, on the security side of things, there, there is, there is a, uh, a, a statement in, in security that says, don't roll your own cryptography. And for very good reason, um, one bit that's out means that this information is lost forever. And we didn't actually set out on this journey to create our own cryptography. We assumed there must be a solution there for, for what we need to do. And we found nothing. There exists multi-party cryptography, but it's it's very impractical. It's very slow. It's not commercial. Um, so we we had to invent something something new. And but 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 yes, that, that comes with challenges. Uh, we have a, an incredible team of talent that that is able to execute on that. And we've also made sure that to I guess hedge that that execution risk that we've had a huge amount of external scrutiny and third-party validation from world-renowned cryptography, cybersecurity researchers, RMIT University, a whole, a whole host of different places. Which again, points back to the need for TIDE.org, right? That in fact, the technology needs to be publicly inspectable in order for it to be trustable because that's going to be true for any cryptographer. You cannot trust something you cannot inspect. Yep, open code. Okay, so what about the execution risk of being able to communicate to a market that is most of the time only willing to bury its <laughs> head in the sand when it contemplates yeah. cyber risks. I, I would say that the, the conversation today, uh, the, the macro environment, the, the daily news of breaches is, is doing our job for us. Um, and and I, can, I can also say that we, we work with very large partners like NTT Global. So NTT are uh, one of the biggest IT companies in the world. They service enterprise organizations and it's, it's, it's fairly universally acknowledged that nobody feels safe, right? Even if you're paying for the, the best, you're using the best identity and access management systems, you've got the firewall, the 16-year-old ransomware gang leader can, can, can bypass all of that security and everyone, everyone knows it. So everyone understands that cybersecurity is broken and a new paradigm is needed. Um, so that's half the work done for us. Um, the other half is... is um, is kind of making sure that the technology is seamless um, so that we actually, although we increase security by orders of magnitude, we, we, we don't change the user experience. So there's absolutely no change to the user experience because we are, we come in through the software that they're already using the integration, none, none of that effort, none of the technology effort sits with, the, with, with our customer. It's a tick of a box. All right. And then I guess the final question is, where does this go at scale? If a tide-like solution is implemented at scale everywhere, how does that change the world? The answer to this question keeps changing with every industry vertical that we, we're put up against because we are not, we, we're not even the best place to, to, to even contemplate how we revolutionize each different industry. 
So where we started with this, this privacy protection um, benefit um, through, through the likes of NTT introducing us to enterprise clients for in, in financial services, in health, even critical infrastructure, we realized that it, this revolutionizes the, the need for trust in, in, each, in each of those different industries. So it, the impact is securing our future when everything's digital, securing, securing that digital world is, is you know, we, we, we change that paradigm by orders of magnitude, but it's not just a security thing. It's also a, it's also a trust. It's a fundamentally a trust problem that we're solving. So privacy, what happens with my, my personal data? What happens with my thoughts when we're, we're all interacting in the metaverse? And that's our final tick for an entirely new approach to security, one that when it achieves scale will truly be world-changing. Michael, thank you very much for joining us on This Week in Startups Australia. My pleasure. Thanks. Thanks again for having me. Experience what your customer experiences with user testing. Whether you're launching a new product, prototype, or marketing campaign, you'll get video feedback straight from the people who you want to reach most. The user testing human insight platform lets you understand it all from their perspective, and it allows you to target your exact audience, ask any question or request to perform tasks, and most valuably, get a window into their world. Unlike focus groups, which can take weeks or even months to deliver results, with user testing, you get to see real actions and hear real opinions really fast, in real time, at the speed business demands. Very quickly, you get insights into what's working and what's not, so you can adjust your message, refine your UI, and understand exactly how people are responding to and interacting with your product, service, or brand. The result? You feel what your customer feels, so you can build the best experience imaginable. For a free trial, visit usertesting.com slash twista. User testing, real human insight. Big thanks to Twister sponsors Zendesk, OurCrowd, and User Testing. Thanks to Michael Lowy of Tide for coming on to our show. This show was written and produced by Mark Pesci and beautifully mixed by Luke Station. Come visit our website at thisweekinstartups.au. It's got everything. It's got all the shows, all the interviews, all the photos, all the links to all the stories. So check it out at thisweekinstartups.au. Join us again next week as we profile another of our world-changing startups, this one with a very human touch. Until then, this is Mark Pesci thanking you for listening.